0: Welcome to Answers from Antioch. You have joined us at the intersection of God's Word and today's world. This broadcast is brought to you by the Antioch Baptist Church in Bristol, Virginia. Join us as we examine information that impacts the church, the Christian, and the Christian home. Hello, everyone. Thanks so very much for tuning in today. What a blessing to have you with us. Thanks to all who write to us, call us, email us. What a blessing to have you there as well. Friends over in Johnson City, Brother Randy, folks up in North Carolina that are there as well, Wilsons and folks in Marion, folks down in Lebanon, and uh, all the way in Weber City. Well, Kingsport, thank you for letting us hear from you, and we appreciate so very much. Also, those who work and visit our podcast as well, the work that's done to that on the air and our radio programs and those that visit our podcast we're very grateful for all of you and those we've heard from well i tell you what i was reading philippians chapter number four and realized a great historical fact that i have not shared with you before on our radio program something we need to be reminded of particularly in this election year and that is our nation was founded on scriptural principles and actually our independence was fought for so that we could have life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Now, we all understand what life and liberty are about, but what did our founding fathers mean in the pursuit of happiness? Actually, they were taking the scripture out of Philippians chapter number 4, 11 through 13. Philippians 4:11 through 13. Listen to this. Not that I speak in respect of want, the Apostle Paul said, for I have learned in whatever state I am in therewith to be content. I know, about, I know both how to be abased and I know how to abound. Everywhere and in all things, I am instructed both to be full and to be hungry, both to be abound and to suffer want. And in verse 13, I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. Now, our founding fathers tied the pursuit of happiness to these very verses. In uh, in a paraphrase of this, here's exactly what they were saying in the pursuit of happiness. That is this, paraphrasing these verses, 11 through 13, I'm just as happy, I'm just as happy With little as with much. Paul says, I've learned to be content. And I'm as happy with little as with much. I found the, uh, we would call it in our day, in a paraphrase, I found the recipe for being happy, whether it's full or whether I'm hungry. My hands are full and my hands are empty. Whether I have it or whether I don't have it. And I can do all things through Christ who made me. I can make it in everything and in every situation through Christ who made me. As I said, that's a paraphrase. We read our Bible to you in those verses, and we understand it. But did you know our founding fathers tied that very statement of life and liberty and the pursuit of happiness and the declaration of independence to the biblical principle that Paul established here in Philippians chapter 4, that through our mighty creator, through our goodness of our God, We are blessed. The great British uh, jurist, actually, as he calls Sir William Blackstone, he even put this in even a greater language than what I've just given you. And he said this, the creator, the mighty God, talking about Jehovah God, by the way, is a God not only of infinite power and wisdom, but also of infinite goodness He has been pleased so to contrive the Constitution and the frame of humanity that we should want no other prompter to inquire after and pursue the rule of right, but only our own self-love, that universal principle of action. He went on to connect uh, civil liberty and the sole purpose of any government, any civil government, uh, in the only purpose of American government is with happiness as obedience to God and to the laws of God. Again, happiness is obedience to God first and the laws of God. And he is so right. William Blackstone, who's in essence the father of our laws here in America, he was so correct in this, but many people would have you move away from this great truth that our founding documents our Declaration of Independence, everything that made this nation the great nation that it was is based on the Scriptures and the very Word of God itself and the God of this Word. Hallelujah. I rejoice in that truth because we as believers are reminded that we as believers are the ones to keep This wonderful country we have, following God and following the Word of God. We're to keep it through prayers, through revival, through the spreading of the Word of God, giving the principles and the truths of God's Word. We keep it by doing that, but also we keep it by being out there in the public square with the truth, with the Word of God and in the voting booth as well. Let's not forget, we have that obligation. Our president definitely got it wrong again when he said in a political fundraiser over the weekend that his church, and he quickly said, I am a practicing Roman Catholic, that his church does not ban abortion anymore. Now, he's so wrong in that because the Roman Catholic Church, according to their stand, According to the latest readings that I have from them, uh, they are a defender of life at any stage of life and a defender of the innocent and a defender of those who cannot defend themselves in life. And so they defend life at any stage. In essence, they are still against abortion, the official statement of the Roman Catholic Church. Now, we are Baptists here, but yet, The Roman Catholic Church has it right on that statement, for sure, against abortion, and so are we. But the president says that they're not against abortion. He was blasting the 15-week abortion ban bill introduced by Lindsey Graham, senator out of South Carolina. We support that completely. We support the ban of abortion no matter uh, what stage, what stage it is, because life is at conception. We believe that. And by the way, the official stand of the roman catholic church was they believe that as well that life is at conception so our president has it wrong there for sure in this statement now let's look at something ladies and gentlemen today we are here as the church of the living god we're here at a time such as this russia's talking about nuclear arms talking about nuclear weapons and using nuclear weapons the United States have give, has given a threat against them, and Russia's threatened us and threatened other nations with nuclear weapons now. And biblically, we can see the rise and the fulfillment of Russia's action in Ezekiel 38 and 39. We see that. We see what's happening in Iran protest and people being killed, and we see civil war perhaps breaking out there. Uh, They will kill their own citizens at the drop of a hat in Iran and uh, other uh, and communist countries such as China are doing the same thing, oppressing their people, oppressing the church in China. And we see these nations here lining up for what Ezekiel chapter 38 and 39 have prophesied will happen. But we as the church are the ones who are victorious through all of this. And the church is not the Baptist church, it's not the Methodist, it's not the Catholic, it's not any others, it is the true church of the living God, which is every born-again believer, regardless of their nationality, color, or creed. It's everyone who has been born again in a relationship with Jesus Christ. Those are the ones who make up the church of the living God. And we as the church are those who are in the eye of God, in the mind of God. Jesus is returning for us, I do believe, very soon. and You and I are the ones to make the difference in this world. If revival comes, it'll come through us, the church. May the Lord send that to us today. Thank you for joining us today. We encourage you to visit our website at antiochbristol.com. There you will find many ways to contact us and connect with us, and so much more. Until next time, stand firm in Jesus' truth.